Welcome to the EMA APM Digest Podcast, Episode 2, Part 2. I'm Pete Golden, editor and publisher of APM Digest, and today I continue my talk about network observability with Seamus McGillicuddy, Vice President of Research for Network Infrastructure and Operations at Enterprise Management Associates. So Seamus, is network observability like a priority now for NetOps teams? Do they need to adopt it? I think NetOps teams think that they need better tools. Everyone tells me they need something better than what they have. And I think that's what network observability should be. One network operations center manager at a SaaS company told me last year that he feels that the longer he's in the industry, the more he feels that his industry has just been doing things wrong when it comes to like tools, monitoring, managing networks. He says that tools just don't address the needs of organizations as much as they should. And overall, in the observability research I did last year, we asked them, how successful do you feel like you are with your network management, network monitoring, network troubleshooting, network observability tools, whatever you want to call them? And only 26% said that they felt like they were fully successful. 26%. So three quarters of network operations teams feel like they should be doing better. Many NetOps teams tell me, I have this one tool that's great. It's really serving my needs very well. But then I have all these other tools that do other things that I need done, and they are terrible. That's another factor. Like the typical network operations team uses between four and 15 tools. I've talked to people that use 20. One guy told me once he had 75. And so they have a mix of tools that do things well and others are terrible. And awareness of this issue tends to be higher in the trenches. If you talk to a CIO or like a VP of operations or whatever, they're more likely to say that their NetOps team has a great set of tools and they're doing well with them. Probably because they know how much money was spent on those tools and no one has the guts to tell them that those tools didn't provide a good return on investment. Network teams, like the, the engineers, the the admins, the network analysts who are using those tools are saying, yeah, these are not getting the job done. They're not getting the job done. I need something better. And that's what I think network observability is meant to communicate to them. It's like, we are trying to do something better as a vendor. Networks are also complex and the tools that they have today are struggling to adapt. For instance, the biggest complaint I hear about is scope. There are parts of my network I can't monitor in my existing tool set. And the big one is the cloud. Most NetOps teams tell me that they're struggling to get good visibility into the cloud. And it's been that way for years. And so when they think about network observability, they're probably thinking, well, I, I need something that's better at getting in the cloud because I have tools that can collect a little bit of data about what's happening in the cloud, but I, I'm still pretty blind. So that's an issue. Most people talking about network observability these days have pretty good visibility in the cloud. We're also seeing like this recognition that network monitoring tools are really noisy. So network observability tools are are people that are you know talking about network observability are talking about being more efficient with things like alerting our latest research tells us that 53 percent of all alerts that come out of a network tool are false alarms and only 24 percent of netops teams that are, are, are fully satisfied with how their tools support troubleshooting workflows which is really the heart and soul of a network monitoring tool so network observability People, people that talk about network observability as a vendor, they're talking about getting better at reducing the alerts and alarms that come out of their systems and also providing better workflows for network troubleshooting. If you're having those issues, you should go to your vendor and say, hey, I'm hearing about this concept of network observability. Are you guys embracing that? And what does it mean to you? And try to match up their answers to whatever headaches you're having in the NetOps organization around tooling and see if they're vision for what network observability means and how it is translated into their products matches up with the things that you've been struggling with for the last year, two years, five, 10, 25 years, have that conversation with them. Yeah, it sounds like there is a real need for some new kind of tooling out there. So hopefully network observability is, uh, you know, is the answer for today. 
So what do you recommend users would look for in a network observability solution? First, get serious about data, network data. Look for solutions that collect a diverse set of data from your network and be prepared to collect higher volumes of it. Like a SaaS-based solution is probably going to be able to support you there pretty well, being able to collect as much data as you want and getting it into the, the SaaS provider's cloud. And that starts with like some of the basics that you probably are familiar with, like network device metrics, network flows, like NetFlow or SFlow or IPFix. Those remain essential network observability, but we're also seeing strong interest in cloud telemetry. We've already mentioned cloud uh, in this conversation. That's essential. Also, active synthetic data and network test data. Being able to like do synthetic transactions across the wider network of the internet into SaaS applications or, or cloud-based applications. Being able to actively hit the network with synthetic traffic to see how the network responds. That can light up parts of your network that you can't collect data from passively, like packets, flows, device metrics, especially like parts of the network you don't own, like a SaaS provider's environment, uh, so that you can understand how your users are experiencing something like Salesforce or, or Office 365. Also, you need to think about ease of use. So looking beyond data, think about how the tool is going to be used. Network teams are struggling to hire people. It's hard to find skilled engineers who know how to use the most advanced parts of a network performance management solution. Like if you look at a network performance management solution, you might have like 40 people on your network team and only 10 of them know how to use all of it. There would be like 30 who can use parts of it and say, okay, I see this is an issue, but I don't understand this. So I'm escalating it to the guy that knows how to use this tool completely. So tools need to be more democratized. Lower level knock network operation center admins need to do more uh, so that the engineers who are in short supply can do other things. That means offering workflows that non-engineers, admin level technicians in the NOC can grasp. So tools that have like very well-defined workflows that they can execute on would be great. And then tools need to be tuned to provide actionable insights to people, regardless of whether they're really skilled or low skilled, especially around things like security insights, root cause analysis of network problems, um, application performance correlations, and overall like uh, capacity. Like, is my network going to be able to handle the Christmas season? Is my circuit from my data center into my preferred cloud provider going to have enough bandwidth in six months or two days <laughs> or in the next hour or so. Many vendors are focusing on improving how they present data and insights to people on all of that. And so that's something you need to look at. I'd say those are like the three priorities, data, ease of use, and insights. We've talked a lot about NetOps. Are they the basic user group for this or are there other, you know, other types of users that would benefit from network observability? Yeah, the network operations team, like the people sitting in the NOC, I think they're like the first ones to benefit. They'll be and they'll be better at escalating things to the network engineering team or IT architecture group who might also already be using like your traditional network performance management solutions. But those teams, network engineering, IT architecture, they'll they'll get a lot of value out of network observability. But beyond that, IT organizations tell us in our research that they need their tools to deliver value beyond the networking silo. The IT service management group, if you have one of those, is going to be a huge consumer of 
alerts, for instance. They'll want to have like really good integration with network observability into their ITSM platform to automate like the opening and closing of tickets, the enrichment of tickets with network data and insights from an observability solution. So that's a big one. Cybersecurity, also huge. We've already talked about the convergence or the collaboration between network operations and security. Security team really wants to understand more about what's happening on network, especially if they've been traditionally just focused on hosts and like the security of hosts and protecting hosts from infection and things like that. They may start thinking more in terms of like network and and they're going to turn to like a network observability solution as their source of intel about what's happening on the network. They might also get their own network-based tooling, but you know, a lot of people tell me and the security teams always come to me and asking for reports. They want to know if the security solutions they have on the network are are performing well and in like screening uh, traffic and, and actually up and running and not like down and disrupting the network or able to handle the amount of traffic coming into them. And so they come to us for that inside. It'd be nice if like the observability solution was just able to shoot a dashboard at them that is green and they're saying, oh, good, look at all the things I care about on network look good. Okay. So that's important. Also, organizations just want to boost collaboration between these groups so that they're all on the same page with things. And, you know, if there's like a change request coming down, they all need to approve it. Like if they have an observability solution that gives them a good universal view of what's happening across the network, like the network team, the security team can be on the same page around things like approvals. And also, I mean, I already mentioned, but like, DevOps, application operations, teams like that might also get some benefit out of um, having a good usable network observability solution that can help them. We've seen that there's a lot of interest in in like having some correlation and contextualization across NetOps and DevOps through something like a network observability solution. So that's something that I think people should keep in mind as well. On the application performance side, we've heard a lot about AI ops in the last several years. Um, wondering, does network observability also require AI ops? Not necessarily. I've seen some creative products, particularly from some startups recently that don't really lean on AI ops very much. However, it does have a lot of potential. And I think it is like a very obvious route towards that. I've seen some vendors on the network management tool side and also the network infrastructure side, providers of switching and routing and Wi-Fi and SD-WAN and stuff like that, infusing AI ops into their capabilities, just providing really good, smart network observability through AI ops. And I think there's a lot of potential there. Our research is showing that network teams see that as a potential source of value on observability. My most recent research showed that like nine out of 10 network operations professionals said that using AI ops in their tooling, whether they're calling it network observability or network monitoring or whatever, is going to lead to better business outcomes. They're seeing the value there. It's still, I think, pretty early for a lot of the vendors. Like a lot of them are still sort of like at the beginning of their development of this stuff, but others have been at it for three, four, five years and have delivered a lot of value to customers. They're not necessarily joined at the hip, but I think that it is a way for some vendors to deliver on the promise of network observability that we've been talking about here. Well, thanks, Seamus. That was very informative. For people that want to find out more, we'll include a link to your report on our podcast page. So thanks a lot for joining the podcast today. Yeah, it was a pleasure, Pete. Thanks for having me, and uh, hopefully we'll do another one of these soon. Thanks for listening, everyone, and keep checking out APM Digest for more episodes of the podcast.